Are you ready? Baby, we done it. We're rich, baby. Conor McGregor made us rich. Break out the red panties. We're rich, baby. I said, are you Welcome to the Keith Like Sports Podcast with special guests oh. Peyton and Parker Pierce. Peyton Hills isn't on the show today. No, no, no you're a special guest, though. So. Yeah. Yeah, as we were. All right. We've changed the name. Hold on, hold on. First of all, you're going the same route I am. Talk about this amazing fedora. Oh, my God. This thing is pristine, it's precise, it is everything the sports world needs. And coming from a knowledgeable sports expert like myself, this is exactly what I've been trying to tell you guys is what needs to happen in the world of sports. It's called Style Peyton. It's called Style Peyton. You're wearing your black tee. You're wearing you're wearing another black tee. I mean, granted, it is the Indians. I give you credit for that. I have Indians in mind. This is the type of things the sports world needs. A some fedora. style. Hold on a some, minute. Some Hold on a minute. Some you know, good looks. I'm his ride here. Little do you know, because you know, like I, I. I do have a chauffeur. It is Peyton. Exactly. But you got that from a bum on 480. (laughs) You literally took that from that man. You went, whoop. Do we Here you are now. Wow, that looks, that looks absolutely awful on you. Oh my god, I I'm wish still, I'm still stuck I on wish that, that never happened. I'm still stuck on the fact that this is what the sports world needs is a fedora, maybe not sports it, coming no, back. It, Hold on, maybe not the reason. What's the reasoning, Mr. Sports, Parker Pierce? Sports, sports need to come back with a bang. They need to come bang. back with a bang. They need to come back with a look. And I'm not talking a Cam Newton look. That's for damn sure. Cam no Cam Newton look. We're looking good around here and we're bringing everything you need in the sports world tonight on the we like sports podcast but what's the backstory of the fedora honestly let's let's actually recap the weekend and who are you actually trying to represent it's like you're kind of like like you're you're not parker pierce anymore you're more like parker i'm so parker pierce i'm parker pierce all the way through except i am rocking a look and that's what i learned successful people do is you rock a look you wear that cowboy hat you wear those snakeskin boots you do whatever it takes to put yourself to the top and if i have to rock a fedora with some fly some sunglasses that's what i'm gonna do what are you doing you're just sitting here looking like you're bum Listen. I was going to say a swear word, bum self. Listen, oh, my God. It's the old Wheel yeah, of Sports he's t-shirt. Not, oh, oh, whoa, two of those people aren't even here tonight. So sit your big belly down and let's talk some sports. But little do you know, though, Parker Pierce, 
You have a tank top on your way, and I paid for it out of my pocket. Oh, are we so gonna talk sports today? Everybody, what are we doing? Everybody gets to look know. at the good All stuff. Right. But anyways, the Luckily, good news: there's a tank top on the way. That's the good news. Keith, you'll have your own Wheelix Sports T-shirt too, with your face on it. Really? Yes, we'll have it. Tyler, our producer, is gonna have one. Riggs. I mean, all of them. Even Sir Yacht. I go, you know what, Sir Yacht? I want. I know you're a big, big star on Twitter. I completely get it. I'm honored to be in your presence. But you know what? Wow. How about you? Like, how about like a like the the true story? I go. You want a podcast T-shirt? And he goes, "For in the backfield, hell yeah!" <laughs> and I go, "No, for the less important podcast, the We Like Sports podcast, That's Wednesday, awesome. seven thirty to nine thirty. That's right. But you know what I still did? I went. You know what, man? I go. It's on me. I went. On you. You wear that shirt wherever you want it to. You, that is how you brand a show, my friend. I have a question, Peyton. You deep throw popsicles, don't you, bud? Oh my goodness. That was just supposed to come out, man. But anyways, the tip off. Tip off. What a weekend! Though. Not, really, not, the we, the tip off is the weekend. I mean, that was a wild weekend. Keith, I ain't gonna happy lie. birthday! You know how to Thanks, throw a party, man. my happy dude. Happy birthday! <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me pass out on your couch. You did. You passed out. No, on the, the chair. chair and yeah. After three bush lattes, Peyton needed to pass out on the couch. Listen, Scott from Veterans No Por- uh, Sports. I almost said Veterans No Porsche, but Jesus Veterans Christ. No Sports. He definitely, him and I had a very competitive talk about our podcast. Well, that's because he was 737 bottles in, and he was He did share with us. Is that all? (laughs) I bet he did. But it was definitely cool to get everybody around that's all a part of the family. That was definitely like a gathering that needs to happen more often, because that's how- it can happen in my house. There we go. There I got go. do it. I got a Honestly, big, I think I got a Riggs, big four bedroom wait, house. Riggs in the comments said that Riggs, since he's not here, he'll have it in his. There we go. There you go. Hey, a boy, Riggs. Way to step it up. So what are we going into, Peyton? We're come going on, into the on, tip host. off. Let's. Well, what's the tip off? I'm getting there. Calm down. Anyways, hey, let's hear it. The tip off. So there's been rumors. Specifically that Sam Amico has said that the Cavs are almost certain to end up getting Ben Simmons. But then on the flip side, on the other side, on Twitter, somebody said, if you have the availability, if you have the option, would you rather have Ben Simmons or would you have Blake Griffin? Guys, that's your tip off. Okay, okay, I'm going to start right now. We already have Andre Drummond. We saw how Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin work in Detroit. It does not work. It does not work. Nothing works in Detroit, though. uh, Not since 2004 with with Chauncey Billups, Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace, uh, Rip Hamilton. That that doesn't work in Detroit. What, What I'm seeing is... You already have Andre Drummond on the Cavs. You got to plan on signing him long term if you want to plan on getting Ben Simmons. If you get Ben Simmons, go ahead. Get rid of your, your Darius Garland. Go ahead and get rid of your Colin Sexton. Trade Colin Sexton, trade Darius Garland, maybe throw in a first round draft pick and get Ben Simmons. And I'll tell you what, you got a Cavs team at that point that could possibly be a consistent four to six seed in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference every single year. I can see it. Go on. No, I'm with you. I can see it. I mean, I don't know. I like Blake Griffin, though. 
Like I really, I don't, I don't know if I like him as a player, but I like him as a person. I like what he does. I mean, wasn't he on? Wasn't he on the Mass Singer? Pretty sure he was. He, he? Yeah, can't remember. I the, did, the, dude's, so. the dude's also paying two hundred and forty-five thousand dollars a month in child support. Wow, man, Just he is paying that. So here's your goal. Here. I'm I'm life, don't have kids if you're no, not going to commit. He, his his wife took him for two hundred and fifty-six thousand dollars per month in child support because of the life he's living with his Kia commercials. You don't need that type of distraction. You already have Andre Drummond, who was already the best player on Detroit when Blake Griffin was on team. We already have him. That's fine. Take Andre Drummond, sign him to a decent contract, get rid of Colin Sexton, get rid of Darius Garland. Of they Colin really ain't they they really ain't if you're gonna get Ben Simmons in return and you can sign him to an extension, you might have a possible franchise that could possibly make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And if you get a good draft pick in there that sparks something, sure. you might have an actual championship team there. Here's what I'll say. So Ben Simmons sounds like a great idea. Blake Griffin, I wouldn't really go with Blake Griffin. He's already 31 or something. Ben Simmons, though, on the other side, what's he going to play? Power forward, point guard? I mean, he Ben Simmons a point guard. But he, naturally, you he put was him a power at point forward. guard. But the thing is, is that what I'm concerned about is that he cannot shoot a three-pointer it, for his oh life. Oh, my God. That does not matter. It doesn't matter. It, it, it's, have you seen hey, the NBA? Hey, yeah, I have seen, seen the NBA. I, I have, no, you're talking about the West, the Western Conference. You're talking about the, oh, I'm going to dribble down, maybe shoot a three just because there's only 20 seconds left in the shot clock. The East, it's a whole different game, shoot baby. three because there's 20 seconds Yes, left. that's yeah. the Western Conference. You ever yeah, watch James Harden? You ever watch James Harden? You ever watch the Dude, Golden State? 20 seconds with a shot clock. You do so much that's more than trying to exactly. shoot Exactly. The Eastern Conference style of basketball is so different than the Western Conference style of basketball that you don't need a point guard that can shoot threes. You need a point guard that can be a playmaker and facilitate to their other playmakers that can shoot threes. But well, what's wrong with Colin Sexton in that scenario? With uh, What has he done? Tell me, tell me what what is this he done? year? Any year? Literally the second half of the season, he was averaging a double double. That's statistics for you. Okay, and and what was the Cavs' records during his double double? One person doesn't make a team. Garbage. Ben Simmons right. is not going to make the team. Okay, okay, okay. So so you're he's telling, not going to be so, eighty two and zero because so, they've been freaking well, Simmons. Obviously, but you're telling me that if we got if we got Blake Griffin, I'm looking ben at you Simmons, in the camera and you look ridiculous. But continue on. No, I look good looking and I look. A foot and a half taller than you, which I probably am. Yeah, because your head's like eight feet tall. Easy with that. Go on, though. You are tall. I'm. I am tall. I think I'm he's tall sitting up straight. Hold on, let me sit it's up. It's called posture. Oh, go ahead, hunch back down, hunch back down, go back to where you belong. Oh, there you wow. go. No, if you want to build a championship team around the Cleveland Cavaliers, you need to have a a good. Uh, center uh, front or backcourt, no front court with uh, Tristan Thompson, Andre Drummond. You got, you know, you got your other guys that can go and get rebounds. But you need, you need a guy like Ben Simmons 
who can just be dominant on the ball, get the ball to the playmakers to make plays, but you can make your own play whenever you need to. Kind of like Kyrie Irving without the three-point shot. Hold on. Kyrie did you just Irving. say Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving are the I, same freaking player? No, I did not at all. I just told you Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving are the same player, but Ben Simmons does not have the three-point shot. No. He said no, but he just said yes. yes. Will you not? Will you listen to me? We're, no, we're going to replay that. Okay. We're, we're no, I, I, just told you, I told you, they are the same player. They know how to make a play happen. They know how to get into okay. the paint and score. The only thing is Kyrie Irving can shoot a three-pointer. Ben Simmons cannot. That's the only difference. Have you but seen ben Simmons, on ben Simmons is also six foot eight, which creates a matchup problem on defense for any point guard. That's Flag the on point the play. Guard. Flag on the flag. All right, Peyton, please what tell me. What is that? Please, it's a mask. Please tell me your flag opinion. for today. Peyton, I know you appreciate Peyton, that. please tell me your opinion. I can't wait to hear this. He's 6'8". Okay. Basketball has changed. As a changed. point guard. Yes. How good are your handles as a point guard when you're 6'8"? You cannot dribble a ball compared to a 6'2 frame. You are lengthy. You are uncoordinated. That's why me, who's uncoordinated at six foot, cannot be point guard. I do not belong there okay, because okay. I cannot have the handles. I, I have a question. Who is it? Livingston? Sean six, Livingston? Sean Livingston, six foot eight, murdered us in the finals years after years as a six foot eight point guard. He destroyed yeah, us. But he didn't have here. Ball it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. His style of game at six foot eight as a point six guard. Foot seven, but six foot seven as a point guard murdered us as a guy off the bench. Well, and that, I wouldn't say okay, he was guy, but, but still he was he was he was getting significant gameplay time gameplay time. He was destroying us off the bench in those finals every single year. So if we want to go a back six in, foot seven point guard. If we want to go back to 2015, 2017, how tall, 2018. How, how tall is Magic Johnson? Wait, if we want to go back to Magic that, and if we want to talk about the past, I mean I could talk about the times when I was 21, 23, 20. Like we could go back. That year sucked, that other year sucked. This Year sucked. All your years sucked. Oh my 2016 God. was kind of cool. Yeah, because the Cavs won a championship. What do you do? Uh, not much. But Wait, what about Magic that? Johnson? You want me to yeah, look at yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. How tall was Magic Johnson? Magic Johnson was a pretty big well, point sure, guard. Right. right. And the you whole know, point, the but, whole point was ball handling skills. He was 6'9". Six six he was 6'9". A 6'9 point guard. That's the reason the L.A. Lakers were so dominant. You had a 6'9 point guard, plus you had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at center. There's, there's not many teams, even in this era, that could stop a team like that. No, but that's different. You're talking about pure height. I mean, of course you're okay. going to have all these big-ass tall people on your team. Fantastic. You're also talking okay, about two areas of basketball. What's the worst part about Ben Simmons' game? His three-point three shooting. Shot, yeah. Okay, you're not, you're not saying his ball-handling skills are the worst part. No, they're not you're great not saying, either. But, but he all he had was Joel Embiid. That's it. And they still made it. All he had was Joel Embiid, and they still made it to almost the Eastern Conference Finals. And yeah, that was the only... Almost wasn't enough. That's the okay. thing you're trying to... He's talking about... But what, but what, but what I'm... Oh. It's because we hung out Friday. Happy no, birthday. No, no, no. I love but you. But, like, if, you, if you're trying to develop a team, and you're trying to make a dynasty, like you said, which is what they're trying to do when LeBron was here, when Kyrie was here, with all this other stuff... So what, if we I get Ben Simmons, he'll just leave, too? Like, Probably. Probably. All yeah, players, everybody leaves all, through. Yeah, it just happens. All these players bounce, especially when... Because we... I mean, Gilbert's a little bit different. He'll pay his players. But if you're yeah. trying to talk about, like, 
building a dynasty? Are you gonna build them with just a bunch of freaking tall people? Or are you gonna do it with ball handling skills? People who can hit the threes, people who can do that. Because you, you said it yourself, well, we, if we go to West Coast, all of a sudden now we have to be able to hit those threes so, because they're gonna be doing it. So, so you could so dominate that's, that's the why, That's why you get shooting guards and small forwards that can you do that stuff. You still, but don't you want to be a well-rounded team? If we Absolutely. Go, if we go to a base and like we're playing baseball, do you want everybody to be able to be able to hit and catch, or do you want well we got you know a person who can hit and a person who can catch the rest will just kind of figure it out. Could we go a step further? Sure. How about well, in baseball, baseball, hitter, every other hitter is just a power well, hitter. I mean, nobody baseball, else can just get on base. In baseball, it's actually kind of figured out that everybody who is playing baseball can catch a, a baseball for well, sure. I'm not saying that, but can everybody hit a home run? Nope. How many times? How many home runs does Cesar Hernandez have this year alone? Exactly zero. So, you, so that's what I mean. You're, he said it right. Your power hitters. Everybody's trying to go to power hitter. If you're if you're playing baseball and you don't want you don't want everybody on the team. No, that I'm, can what I'm, bombs what I'm, what I'm saying. Small what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is you need to. What, what you really need to do is you need to be. If you're the Cavs, I'm talking about you're the Cavs. I'm not talking about right. if you're the Lakers. I'm not talking if you are the Boston Celtics. I'm not talking about if you are a team that is guard. Garbage. Yeah. The only way you're gonna get good is if you create those mismatches that nobody else in the league can handle, and they can't figure out. That's what I'm, I'm telling you. You, you gotta create you mismatches. Honestly, Blake Griffin. You know what? I'll That's what Detroit better. just did. Detroit did that for three years with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Trash. I'll do one better. If you want to talk Colin about Sexton, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, yeah, they're I get it. They're young. They were they haven't done nothing though. Build from they, the they bottom were, to were, the top. How long did it take? If if LeBron never came back to Cleveland in 2014, your team would be fine in 2016. Probably you're not going to win the NBA <laughs> championship, but you're going to build for the future. You're not going to build around one guy. So if we're going to build around Ben Simmons or Blake Griffin, whomever, I will I will tell you this. Especially I, this, in this is all I got to say. If LeBron never came back to the Cleveland Cavaliers, Kyrie Irving would have had less of a career than Damian Lillard has had. No, I'm not saying you're wrong. Damian Lillard would have a better career than Kyrie Irving if LeBron James never came back. It's all about creating mismatches in the NBA. And and you can still create mismatches with people who can shoot. You can still create, you know, we need someone that can hit threes because I'm telling you, we get through our division and we go West Coast, we're going to be stuck in the same position because nobody can shoot. They're going to be draining threes and look what's going to happen. That's how you build a team. You you, You get a guy like Ben Simmons who takes the ball close to the paint Draws sure. attention, and then you get a shooting guard. You get a power or a small forward that can shoot a three. Bam! You got two open guys all the time that can shoot a three. While Ben Simmons is drawing attention at six foot eight as a point guard that can kind of handle the ball, but can just dish it out. You got you got three city all day right there. Wow, I like it. Do you want to know what's even more crazy about all this? Is that if you just had some CBD compounds and delight from Where's the light, the delight? Oh. You would not be as riled up as you are right now. Sure. Sorry, he's Thank going to grab right. some. Look at that. Show the C- box to the camera, CBD my dude. CBD delight. CBD delight. That's CBD delight. You gotta put that in your mouth. Delightcafe.com. No, no. I'm gonna put it now right in my mouth. Now get a sip of that, and then we'll get in the ring. But to summarize, the ring, we're going on a break. No, no, we got eight minutes. Eight minutes. We got eight minutes. Get in the rings. Only a minute, my guy. Wow. All right. Yeah, it's right. a short, short little. All friend. right, my dude. But anyways, don't call me son. All right. If son, I want, if I want to get back that. to softball, don't call me son. Are you even getting anything in there? Oh, dude, do you still have powder? Yeah, I do yeah. now. 
That's a lot of CBD delight, and it'll calm and balance you. Love it. But anyways, honestly, I'm the type of person that would rather build through the draft, but if you have to pick one over the other... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute! Calm down, balance, and delight! You know, I'm not going to calm down when you're making asinine asinine, comments over here. How can you build through the draft when you are never, ever, ever guaranteed where you are going to draft at? Look at the Sacramento Kings. They've been the shit... Or the, 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 <laughs> Just the, go with the crap hole, the crap hole of the bottom of the NBA. Look at them; they've been the worst team in the NBA. Oh, oh, we get the sixth pick. Oh, we get the seventh pick. That's oh, where your scouts we come into play. That's where all this comes. Yeah, play. that, that happens. You got to know when you're gonna. In trash. the NBA, you you know that the only time you can turn around a franchise is if you get that top guy. Sure. Sure. But the the Sacramento Kings have gotten the short on this thing for years, 20 years now since they've been in the playoffs pretty much. 20 years. Yeah, back when uh, Chris Webber was on the team. Chris Webber. Yeah, that was the last time they were pretty much in the Honestly, playoffs and were a contender. Right. No, no, he's not wrong. Yeah. It's just funny to hear the names. And, and, but like but even though, even Bibby. though, McBibby, oh, that, what a oh, baby. Yeah, like that's Bibby. who we're going to build around. Hey, but, but that's not who hey, we're going to build around. Hey, built around Delonte West. Passes, whatever. Either way, either way, the Sacramento Kings... For 20 years straight, got the short end of the stick yeah. going through the draft system because it's a lottery. Right, it's, the lot- you're not guaranteed a pick. So you can't you can't build your future on building through the draft because you're not guaranteed it. Okay. Anyways, get in the ranks. It's almost time to go for a break. And I know I'm not sure if I want to go against him. He's a little riled up. Uh, I'm ready to go today. It's the fedora, put baby. The, put the fedora on. I was the fedora. It becomes crazy douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, get in the ring. Let me get my clock ready. It's going to be Keith against Parker Pierce. As Why is this usual. by default? You want to go against him? Hell no. Well, that's not fair. Hey. I never win. I don't either. He you know what you're winning? He rigs ready? It. Go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh! <laughs> I get to beat this douchebag twice in a row I've lost. Time that. Damn. All right. What side are you going? Am I going first or is it me? Well, explain the topic, will you? Oh, yeah. My bad. It's Big God. Ten. Is it coming back or not? My chest hurts. I will say that it is coming back. So you can go ahead and defend on why it's not coming back. All right. Give me 30 seconds on the clock. Go. All right. Big Ten's not coming back because they don't want to have any of their people, whether you're seniors, juniors, sophomores, whatever, they don't want to bring that back. There is nothing to play for. Justin Fields is in his junior year. There's nothing to play for. There's no national championship. That has been announced. Why play for something that doesn't matter? Your season is all wonky anyways. You're playing Michigan in week six, week seven. So what's it matter? It's not an actual college football season. And they can't even get on the same page. The Big Ten's on page one. And the other rest uh, of the uh, conference is page ten. Completely off balance. Two? I give him three. Three? I give him three for that one, even though you went a little bit over. But but I had to finish my statement. I I've watched the people right, before. Three, two, one. Here we go. Justin Fields is in his junior year. That don't matter. Most of the greatest college football players come out in their junior year. That's one. B, money, 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 money. Big Ten is all about money. That's the only thing that matters. TV ratings, make that money. That's the only thing that counts. Number three. Fans, we want to see some football, baby. That's the only thing we need. It's football sports? right now. We what need the football. What the hell did you take? It's a tie game, but I'm gonna end up giving it to him just so he chills the f out. 
That call, listen, we we represent calm, balance, and delight, and I'm sorry it's not working right now. Uh, it no, takes a couple seconds. It's only to get been the about system. two minutes. Give me about ten seconds. It, 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 it takes a couple to to get into your system. Man. The only thing is, is he is as he was screaming like a banshee. I did win one thing out of that though. What? That was rock paper scissors against you. You, you, you won rock paper scissors. Undefeated, and you're zero for two the last two weeks against the, Riggs and I. I know. I'm off my game. But yeah, Big Ten is coming back for it's sure. It's coming back for Big sure. So what's your background? I, I know that obviously you know. Sir Yacht, and like you guys, yeah. like, but he had kind of that breaking news. I mean, Barstool Sports even ended up bringing it up with uh, Barstool Cat or something. Big Cat. Big Cat. Like, God what's the damn. background of that though? Like, so I'm not gonna I'm, give. I'm not gonna release any of. No, absolutely. But like, obviously, you have a better feeling. Sure. It's, without it's, all the information. Okay. It, it, all we it, need. It's coming back because it, like one way or another, it's coming back. Ohio State's already made made press releases. They're already planning on doing stuff. There was look, the SEC was gonna play regardless. Oh yeah. Ohio State was gonna go to the SEC. If Ohio State went to the SEC, they never come back. It's a guaranteed win for them. ACC, no, nobody. ACC as well. ACC, right, but the ACC, ACC has, to, has to come back for one reason yeah. and one reason only. And that's Trevor Lawrence. You have one. Also, of the, isn't that SEC World Tide Nation? No, that's, no, that's SEC, ACC, bro. not ACC. Oh, I thought you said SEC. I said bro. ACC. ACC. They're all letters. AC, Trevor Lawrence is bigger than Alabama football right now. Trevor Lawrence is bigger but, than Ohio State football right now. Yeah, I mean, Trevor he's Lawrence TikToks out is, guy. Trevor Lawrence is the new Andrew Luck. This guy needs to be seen. This guy has to be watched. This guy has... This guy is... No. Trevor Lawrence has to be seen this year. Otherwise, the entire college football season is a complete bust. No, get if Trevor Lawrence is not playing, are you nobody, nobody puts one player on the whole. No one gives a damn about that. So you tell me that Justin so, Fields, yeah. who got fifteen thousand signatures on a petition to get the Big Ten back. That's a lot of people that are following that just to it get the is. conference back. Sure. But you're telling me that Trevor Lawrence has a bigger influence than that? He should. I guarantee he, you Trevor Lawrence will not do if, I'll, I'll tell you, right I'll tell you what. Made, if Trevor Lawrence did what Justin Fields is doing, it would be probably five times bigger. The only thing is too much money is being lost. The SEC. You're right. Yeah. The SEC money, said money, whatever. Money. Arkansas. All them, they said, we're playing no matter what. They don't care. Ohio State is playing no matter what. DeWine's dumbass came out and said that we were going to have football anyways. You listening? And that No, he's not. He's not. No, what do you mean? He's testing positive for COVID, then testing negative for COVID, then testing positive for it, then testing negative for it, then afraid to look Trump in the face because he's afraid he's going to get bitch slapped. So, no, he's hiding somewhere with his twin interpreter. Behind progressive but, field. Right. But, no, I'm telling you, like, no. No, 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 no. They're, no. No. The, one, the, the college football season does not hinge on one player. If he needs to get looked, yeah, no, I agree with that. He has to get looked. He has to be seen. He is going to be huge. But the main part about this is that the, the schools are losing money. Everything's losing money. Even think of high school kids. They're not going to get into college. This is a disaster that is now being fixed. Yes. The schools are standing Absolutely. up for themselves. Can I say one more thing and then we'll have to go to break? The only downfall of any of these schools, this is why your MAC, all your small schools, your CUSA or whatever conferences that are all super small, you got to pay for these testings. Oh, yeah. They ain't cheap. No. They're going to cost you a lot of money, and that's why you're, according to Mike DeWine, your MAC conference, 
Met conference, because that's what us normal are, people are call you, it now. Are you going to test all the people who come in to, like, spectate the sport, though? Yes. I feel like they're, they're, they're going to end up having it like fans. high school, there's, and it's only no going to be family no that's important and there's your scouts. No, there's no possible way to test people right no, on site. No, you can't. Well, I mean, let's think about it. Let's think about it honestly. DeWine thought he had COVID. He got tested within 10, what, 10 minutes they found out he didn't have it or he did have it or whatever. Probably so like there, eight hours, there, but there, same there's thing. Certain That's an average that, work day. Sure, there's certain testing that they can do. But the whole point is that when the SEC said, we don't give a damn, we're going to play, it forced all these other colleges to either go, well, shit, if we're not going to have, if, if the if the you know Big Ten doesn't want to do it, whatever, we'll just move to the SEC. We'll have yeah. one organization. Why not? That's what the and NCAA, nobody and that's what the NCAA, kind of needs to do sure. is just turn into one big organization. Even though it's work. 160 teams deep for Division One, why not turn into one big one? Random schedules, random everything. You'll I mean, get you, playoff you, matchups you, you, that you, you you're go, going to get throughout the no, season you, you, there's you, no you, national you, championship. You go, in, you go into tiers. You go into tiers kind of like kind of like the uh, Premier League in soccer does. Like you, you get put into your tier, you play for your tier of championship style. If, exactly. if, if you're in the top 40, you 40 are playing for the national championship sure. that year. And I'm okay The with next that. 40, okay you're playing for the D2 or the, sure, the, whatever it is. Or D1, D1, D1A, D1A, something like that. Yeah. But it needs to be like that style to where it's like the best teams are playing the best teams. They're not playing like Ohio State Parker versus Pierce, Maryland. We're two minutes garbage. over. We're two minutes over. It's time to take, take a break. break. We'll be okay. back on the We Like Sports podcast. Enjoy your balls. Make them shit. Board in the house and I'm in the house board. Board in the house and I'm in the house board. Why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have and that is painful. I would not ever do that again and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. Welcome back to the We Like Sports Podcast with Parker Pierce, Keith, and Peyton. I put myself last because I understand that I'm the less important Peyton. You belong where you belong. But anyways, as you see with the video behind us, there's a little bit of uh, some fun commentary and... uh, a certain gym gets a mention in LA Fitness with the type of basketball that was being played in the uh, playoffs between Denver and I forgot who else. I want to say Utah. Utah. So check out the video and obviously just enjoy the commentary because it's completely truthful with the way that that play was going on. Murray with a nice move and drive. Utah getting out and running, approaching a minute to go. Clarkson. Has a mismatch with Jokic on the blow by Clarkson. Tipped up and Jokic gets it. Millsap had it knocked away. A lot of transition. 
And Mitchell missed the layup underneath on the reverse. Wow. Well, that, would have, that would have changed the way this half felt. Grant left everything short with the left hand. Scoring. We're going up and down here, Doris. Yeah, Burke. scoring has slowed down a little bit. A little careless pass for the second time by Donovan. Mitchell just threw it away. Porter Jr. missed Jesus the alley-oop, and it's looking like LA Fitness at 3 o'clock right now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys catch yeah, we caught it, Peyton. We caught it. We caught it. We definitely caught that. And it, that's going back to my last point that I was saying that last segment is why you need to play East Coast basketball. Because unless, unless you have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green all on the same team, West Coast basketball just does not work. It is too fast-paced. Nobody can keep up with it. It's just random BS shots all over the place. You're just banking for a one-on-one. -on -one. It is absolutely ridiculous. West Coast basketball is not a thing of the future. It's a thing of the joke. East Coast basketball, slow the thing down, do like the Indiana Hoosiers, pass the ball five times each possession and score. Do the right thing, play the game the right way. But I mean, like, what what do you see there? What what do you see there? Please tell me what you saw there, because that's what I saw. That's not traditional West Coast basketball. That's the type of basketball that you end up playing Running a couple gun? Of games. Shush! That's the type of game that you end up playing. I'm getting ballsy, man. Don't start with me. I'm friends with Peyton Ellis. He but likes, anyways... He likes Keith Moore. I know. Everybody likes Keith Moore. Have you seen? But anyways, with the whole entire off time, this isn't traditional playoffs. They didn't play basketball for how long? So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that basketball had not been played, are and that's why me? it looked like wrecked sports. Are you kidding me? No, are that was actually me? factual. This that is, actually this, happened. This there was is, quarantine, This man. is the last 10 years of West Coast basketball. The last time I saw West Coast basketball played the right way was when Steve Nash was playing for the Phoenix Suns. And Amari Stoudemire? Yeah, that was the last time the West Coast actually had a good team that actually knew how to facilitate the ball, get the open shot, not just running gun all day. Keith, what are your thoughts? Because, I mean, him and I are just going to end up going back and forth and arguing. the same thing, so are we. Like, I mean, West Coast basketball, what do you mean that's not, like, what do you mean West Coast basketball is a joke? It is. They don't win championships? <laughs> I mean, they... they He's no, got no, okay, 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 okay. Here's... Okay. West Coast basketball wins championships because all the talent wants to go to the West Coast. So they all can't be a joke then. But that's they're why the, M no, the NBA's are a complete joke. That's why all these no, super teams... Said. I agree with you. That's why the all NBA these super teams are being created in the West now. It was originally Boston, and then it became Miami, and then everybody realized, oh, wait, we can do this in the last time zone of the United States where we don't have to do it's so late. We can just chill the clock. The latest game we have to play is 7 o'clock in the wrong time zone. We can just hang out. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Everybody He's saying wants to go everybody's to bedtime now. is at 11 o'clock p.m. And nobody how, how, how do you think Boston people feel about their team playing I at 10 o'clock? I think that's racist, actually. I'm not sure what Boston racist. people... 
What are you trying to say? Bostonians, sorry. I meant to say Bostonians. Yeah, yeah that's alright. Park the yeah. con the yard, my friend. Park a what? Park the con the yard. I don't know what that means. Can we talk sports? I was just parking my We're car. Talking, he's talking about freaking time zones and daylight saving. Yeah, everybody wants to move to the West Coast because it's beautiful out there. Everything's great out there. It's like a whole different world. It's not like you're playing in Indiana. You're not playing in Memphis. You're not playing in Memphis wherever. It's beautiful. If they were playing in June of this year and there was no stop to the season, that wouldn't happen. That's all I'm going to say. Because that's... Are you kidding me? West Coast no, basketball... No, that's a joke. West Coast basketball with the running gun style they have is the closest thing to the, N- the WNBA that I have ever seen. Wow. What? Yeah. They still win championships. Turnover galore. Turnover. 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 Bad passes. Kind of Not team dessert. style playing. East Coast basketball. Slow the game down. Make a couple passes. Find Slow the open shot. The game use, down. use the entire shot clock to find the best shot available. That's East Coast basketball. West Coast basketball. The reason you see 135 to 125 games all the time is running gun all the time. Sloppy basketball. Able yeah, they hit their three. three. Every now and again. Anymore. It's basically a bunch of superstars on this team. Does anybody even care about the players? Like the team, like the Cavs That's right why now? the West Coast is a joke. And that's everybody. We did it too. We did it. We stacked our team with LeBron. Yeah, everything yet they used the entire yeah. shot. They played East Coast basketball, though. They still played East Coast basketball. They were, They made their... Why do you think the Game 7, they only scored 92 points? They only score ninety two points. What yeah, the hell in the West Coast, say? in the West Coast, you average one hundred and ten at least. One hundred and ten points. Yes, it's a running gun league. Then how are they a joke? They're outscoring us by what twenty they, points? But both time? both teams are turning the ball over at, at twice the rate. Oh my god, I don't even know what you're saying. West anymore. Coast basketball is a complete joke to East Coast. East Coast basketball is the reason the movie Hoosiers made. I feel like Hoosiers this is a blood and Crips type issue. Hold blood on, because they're blue. My- Crips suck because they're red. One sucks because they're in Eastern Daylight Saving Time. The other one sucks they don't spring ahead. You're crazy. You don't even you put a fedora on and you went nuts. 2013. Who won the NBA championship? I don't know. Miami. Miami Heat. Who won in 2014? It was the uh, Mavericks, wasn't it? Yeah, no, the Mavericks were 2011. They so won who won in 2014? Oh, uh, who beat LeBron in the last one? Who was that? It was an East Coast or a West Coast team. Exactly. But it was a West Coast team, correct? Who won in 2015? A West Coast team. Who won in 2016? An East Coast team. Who won 2017, 2018? West Coast team. They 2019, stag- East Coast team. Stagged or not, the Name, West Coast has won the majority. You don't, you don't even know the, the team names that beat them. Who beat, who beat the Heat in, in LeBron's last run? Who Question beat right back at you because you're the one sitting on thin air trying to figure it out. I was? You're the one that asked the question. You should have the answer to your own question. Let me pull up my phone that's on the oh, charger. Yeah, you don't even know. Who's that baseball? Can that's we talk NBA baseball. for a little bit no, longer? No, screw the NBA. Cavs aren't in it. This is a Cleveland show. What are we talking NBA for if the Cavs aren't in it? Because we'll get there. It's, oh. it's a Cleveland show, but we also have other viewers from other areas, so that's Do the we? way it goes. Yes, hi, other viewers. I don't, I don't think we have any viewers. Hi, here. other viewers. Yeah, because he's a freaking nutcase. But anyways, the playoffs. Former Cleveland Cavalier Parker Pierce, LeBron James. Why are we talking about him? 0-1 in the playoffs. Along with the top dog in the East, the Bucks, 0-1 in the playoffs. Are you guys, if you were fans of the team, because I know that Austin, uh, Parker Pierce, whatever his name is, 
is a fan of the Cavs, but your Dumb. two top seeds are 0 and 1. Are you worried? Yeah. No. no. Are you worried if you're the one seed? All right. I'm I, if if I'm the Bucks with Giannis, I am not worried whatsoever. I think that Giannis will come out top with the Bucks. They're going to they're going to win their their playoff series. They're going to be fine. They're going to make it deep in the playoffs. If I'm LeBron James though, with all that time off, you're taking all this political stuff to do everything on the side. You're you're focused on any anything else except for the NBA. Politics. I'll tell you what. Damian Lillard is coming for a vengeance. And Damian Lillard is your kryptonite, your Kyrie Irving. He, He's the second version of Kyrie Irving who just wants to take you down, LeBron. Damian Lillard wants to build a team within the system. He wants no super team. He wants to beat you with the guys he got. And I'm telling you right now, Damian Lillard has the smartest head out of anybody in the NBA because he wants it only for himself and his teammates and nobody else. And that's going to be your downfall, LeBron. To let you know, in 2014, too, it was the San Antonio Spurs that came back to me. Well, the Spurs are just a great dynasty. Tim Duncan's the greatest player of all time. Besides Will Chamberlain. Why don't you or, take off your glasses? Or or Bill Russell. Never mind. Bill Russell's the best of all time. Uh, Tim Duncan's number two. Tim Duncan's number two. Go on. Best player of all time in the, in, in the NBA. If I, if I were to build a franchise around anybody, I'd take a guy that gave me five rings automatic for the same franchise. You must have forgotten about Michael Jordan. Oh, Scottie Pippen helped him. Yeah. Everybody needed to decide. Who's team, better? Right? That's who, who, who is better, Scottie Pippen or Tony Parker? Who, who's the better player of all time? Tony Parker or Scottie Pippen? Scottie Pippen. Exactly. By a landslide. Sure, but I'm still confused that you put, like, Everybody oh, oh, but Michael if, Jordan and LeBron in, James. In, in, the all right, all right. in today's era, if you wanted me to pick a guy to build a franchise around, I would choose Tim Duncan as a rookie, and I'd build a franchise around him. Tim Duncan was the all-time Remember best player Steve of Smith my era. With Max Kellerman, and Stephen A. Smith looked at Max Kellerman, and he said, Who was on crack? That's what you're on right now. Are you now. kidding me? Tim Duncan beat LeBron James twice in the finals. Okay. How many times did LeBron James beat Tim Duncan? Zero. Do you want to talk about the Spurs? And how oh, you're talking about LeBron James like it was a one-on-one matchup for the in the backyard, and there was nobody else there. They're hooping in the backyard. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Best. They had six-time champion Robert Horry on their team. I forgot about that. So, anyways. No, 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 we can't just fly past. This, go on, bro. You guys go for it. We man. can't just fly past this. We, we are you telling me? That this that fedora might, is making him batshit crazy. Yes. I, I don't even know if it's making him crazy. Maybe cutting the air off to his brain. I'm not sure yet. Lift that but up a little bit higher. But are you telling me that LeBron James and or, we're not going to have this discussion, but and or, yeah, Riggs isn't Michael here. We Jordan, as the, Kobe Bryant as the best players? Yeah. You... What? No, I, I didn't say who's the best player. I'm saying who do you, I'm saying who do you want to build a franchise? No, I said who do you want to build a franchise it's recorded, around? Dumbass, I can go back and okay. play it for All you. Right, so here's my question: Who would you rather build a franchise around? Kobe Bryant? Yes. Tim Duncan? No. Michael Jordan? Yes. yes. 
One guy's gonna leave you for the MLB and make it only to double A. After he won a crap ton of rings! Three? Yeah, three! three. Okay. Well, Tim Duncan won you five! Tim Duncan won you five! Out of here, McConaughey. Or are you gonna choose a guy that leaves twice? And wins you only one. That's not what you asked. You said who I'd rather build. We're not build a franchise. About build a franchise around. Okay, sir, build a franchise. Sir, I have a question. I'm talking about. What's your argument for Kobe Bryant? He stayed faithful to the Lakers. Yeah. What's your argument? Uh, he won with Shaq. Okay. And he won with Pau Gasol. Okay. And he never and won. He stayed on one team. Yeah, he did. Okay, well, there you go. We're not talking about this guy leaving. We're talking about this is a hypothetical. Here's a bubble. You want me to build a bubble around people? Michael Jordan, he's not leaving to go play baseball. Michael Jordan. Or LeBron James. I'm, or I'm Kobe talking, Bryant. I'm, I'm talking it it's a about from what we know now. <laughs> Who would you build your franchise around from Michael what we Jordan, know now? Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. I'm taking Tim Duncan. But that's not what you said. You he said won, the best of all time. He won five. No, I said. You did. Okay. It's not going to play back and, 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 and whoever, whoever I want to build a franchise around should be the best of all time. A guy that wins you five championships in a small market city, that should be the guys. He wasn't in Chicago. He wasn't in Chicago. L.A. He wasn't in New York. He was in Miami. He was in San Antonio where they have no other professional sports teams, and he wins you Sir. five championships. Sir, I name, have another name, question. Oh, name, name another name, question. Name another, name another professional sports team. professional sport. Okay. Shut up. Can I get called on? No. A, I know you guys are feeling up. like the argument. Why do you keep talking? Because I have an opinion. You're, but anyways, really the San Antonio me. Spurs missed the playoffs for the first time in 20 damn years. Because Tim Duncan wasn't on the team. Nobody was on the team from that uh, team. Okay. Tony Parker, Tim Duncan. They did it without them all last year. They made it to the playoffs. Tim Duncan they was had around. The Tony Parker was Marcus in Charlotte. Well, Marcus Aldridge, yeah, they were like sure the still in the Spurs. They were like the A seed. They're still in the playoffs, right? Barely. They're still in the playoffs. Tim Duncan retired. The San Antonio Spurs became null and void. It was. It was they just weren't the same team anymore when uh, when Tim Duncan retired. What? None of this matters. None of anything you've just discussed in the past. Uh, one minute and 40 seconds means Jack. We're talking about who we would rather build a dynasty over. We're not talking about them leaving a bunch of times. And We're I'm saying Tim here. Duncan. How? I'm, How are you saying that this man is the best basketball player? He beat LeBron. He, like basketball he beat LeBron in his prime twice. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. What matchup LeBron James kills him? One on one, LeBron kills LeBron kills Michael talk. Jordan in a one on one matchup. Then the same room, just talk. Then that you're not. Then why did he? Then why did he only win the Cavs one championship? Why did he? Why did the best player in the world? Okay, but why did he? No, no, he left because he could not build a team around him. Nobody wanted to play with him. Antoine Jameson won. Antoine Jameson. For the biggest hypothetical ever, you should not even following rules. This isn't a hypothetical anymore. Okay, okay. This is a you're a GM and you're making reasons on why LeBron James doesn't wipe the floor with any other basketball player in the fucking league. I am and not. I am not. I am not saying I'm LeBron. This argument I'm that. saying right now, LeBron James is the best. Physical, the best player all around. He really is. But if I'm building a franchise around a player, 
I want to choose the guy who's the best teammate, the guy that makes people want to stay years. Tony Parker stayed with him for 14 plus years. I think Manu Ginobili. Because they won championships that together. That wasn't the question. Timeout on the play. My flag's Franchise still on the ground. player. You guys want to talk about. Tim Duncan starting a franchise. Tim Duncan is not an individual player. He always had Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili always by his and side. And they always wanted to play with him. They never wanted to leave. LeBron James yeah. played and made LeBron the finals okay. in 2007. Not yes. 2017, 2007. Okay. okay, by his damn self. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. But because he made it to the playoffs and made it to the finals by his damn self, what'd that do? Did that make other players want to be like, hey, I want to stick around. I want to play with this guy. No, it made him stick around for another two years, and he goes, nah, you guys suck. I'm going to leave you. See ya. Tim Duncan is the type of guy you want to build a so franchise around. So you like him around. off of, but well, that wasn't the question. The question was, if you have a franchise. And you want to build around one, one player. Person. Now, that player can't leave. Tim Duncan! That oh. doesn't make any sense! Are you telling me? No, no, no. You have the option no, 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 no. to build a franchise around Michael Jordan can, or LeBron no, James. It doesn't know. What, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if you build a franchise around somebody, you don't know what they're gonna do. They could end I'm up leaving you. you. What they're doing, Riggs? The hypothetical is they won't oh, leave. Hypothetical, hypothetical, they won't leave. The whole damn thing is a hypothetical. Well, then do yeah. air quotes, but, but, but if I'm taking the best franchise player of the last 20 years. The best franchise player of the last 20 years is Tim Duncan. The guy stayed with the same team. He made the same players want to stay and win championships with him, and they did it. Dude, they won five in 20 years. All right, I'm going to break these times, Oh, my ass. How many times are you going to repeat that Tim Duncan didn't go anywhere? We get it, man. He stayed there. But that's not the question. The question is, I tried. if you had the best I still take, I still take Tim, Tim Duncan because he you did You can't it. even talk your slurring your words. He won five. About in 20 years, he won. He won 25 percent of the of the of the seasons he played in. That guy is my franchise guy. Anyways, we'll be back after this break. We'll have Greg on at 8:30 talking about what your value of your trading cards is. After that, we'll be talking MLB and Indians. They didn't want to do this, but here we are now, and they're literally wanting to fight each other. But we'll be back after this. Wait, blah blah blah. blah. Okay, just go away. in the house and I'm in the house board. Board in the house and I'm in the house board. Why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have and that is painful. I would not ever do that again and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.
Manscaped and use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. And welcome back to the We Like Sports Podcast with Parker Pierce, needing more of Delight CBD, Keith Migra, Peyton Vince, and Greg Bedner, right? You Brown. Did, you did change your last name on Facebook, so that was just a pure guess. I, I had to. The problem was, like, uh, you know, I do, I'm a counselor for work, so I had a bunch of old clients find me, and that's like no grata. I cannot do that. So I, now it's like just B. There we go. So I don't blame you. But, anyways, your background is you're a huge sports guy. You have so much expertise when it comes to baseball cards, trading them, selling them, collecting them, as, as well as just like you're the baseball guy in general. So, Greg, why don't you just give a little bit of your background, too? I mean, I know you from doing ring announcing at a promotion in Youngstown, and I honestly thought that your background was similar to mine, but instead it was actually a little bit of professional athlete in you. So why don't you give a little bit of your background for us? I played baseball until July of last year uh, in independent leagues throughout uh, the Ohio area. Um, Got hurt a couple times. I got hurt at a tryout with uh, Pittsburgh, and that was kind of where the dream went down. Pitched, played for 28 years, and uh, got to coach for the last 14. So now it's just passing that on to everybody else. And when you say Pittsburgh, too, you're talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates, correct? Oh, no. What is going on? Yeah, yeah, minor league affiliate. Yeah, we were doing minor league stuff through uh, in Pennsylvania. Um, I I always enjoyed the fact that I had positional versatility. I'm a short guy. I'm only five foot six. The first time I got scouted uh, as a pitcher because I used to, you know, be a flamethrower, they told me, brother, if I come back with a five foot six right-handed pitcher, I'm going to get laughed at. So I started bouncing around, catcher, second base, outfield. Went to throw in from left field doing drills and tore my rotator cuff for the second time. Um, in my mid-20s, I tore my UCL, and I was like, ah, the dream's dead. Let's find something else to do. Fair enough. So then you ended up coming about the hobby with baseball cards, essentially. That had a huge part. I mean, people could find you on TikTok. I mean, we have our very own TikTok stars, too. I mean, you have your buddy Leo Dan Montero that was on in the backfield. Right. TikTok comedian guy. We got Sir Yacht doing his own show. Hillis is on TikTok. Hillis has a TikTok now. And he actually, yeah, Sir, he actually watches. Sir Yacht did that uh, 50 greatest small towns in Ohio. Yep, and he that's booked correct. It. You can let him know. Because number one should have been Columbia, Ohio. It literally won the nicest town in America, and it wasn't even on the list. So he's got to fix that, because that was way off. <laughs> but anyways, though, you have your own TikTok as well. If you want to plug that really quick, and then we'll just jump right into the baseball cards. And what probably has the most value right now, too? So if you want to give a little bit of that TikTok info, feel free to. Yeah, uh, Greg plays games. Uh, Greg with two G's on TikTok. Uh, started up a YouTube, just kind of trying to put some more content out there. Um, Greg playing games on Twitch. If you guys are on Twitch, I've been doing a lot of MLB The Show. Um, uh, the, the cards thing, It's if you want to dive into the hobby in general, do something you know. If you know football, you know the guys who are going to be up and coming. You know the guys who are going to be have a high draft stock, especially with NBA as well, uh, Zion, John Morant, things like that. 
I, I played baseball for so long. I like to go and break down statistics from minor league guys to see how they develop. And then I can buy their cards on the cheap. So when they come and hit the major league circuit, you're going to be able to sell those cards that you bought for $5 for 80, 90, hundred dollars. It's a real easy game, but there's guys that everyone will have in your personal collection. You know, you guys are Indians fans. Like I, Omar Vizquel is the reason I wanted to play baseball. So I got Omar Vizquel cards in my personal collection. They don't go anywhere. I love Fran Mel Reyes. Fran Mel stays in my personal collection. If I get anything that I look, think looks cool, I have a, a nice Lindor that has stars and stripes on the side. It's number out of seventeen. Uh, it's number seventeen out of seventy-six cards made. I thought seventeen seventy-six United States of America. What a beautiful thing. Kept that too. So you can find these cards that are more you know short printed. Uh, they'll all be numbered. Those are the ones that are going for more money right now. I think it's obvious Fernando Tatis, who is the hottest player in baseball. His cards value in the last three weeks have went from $20 as a raw card, which means it's not graded, to over $100 for his rookie card. Like, you're talking immediate gratification on these cards due to the simple fact that it's a 60-game season. So people are taking these immediate reactions and jumping. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to sidetrack from the cards a little bit here because I know you guys are going to talk about uh, baseball here in a second. Love the fact that he swung at a 3-0 pitch when you're up seven. You can't guarantee a lead. I think as Indians fans, we remember the Seattle Mariners thinking they had a comfortable lead in 2001 and losing a 12-run lead after the seventh. A comfortable lead. You're going to chastise. Your version of comfortable and my version of comfortable are way different. Is that a 12-run lead? That's yeah. a game that's in the bag. Yep. Should no, be. Should be. You, you, step, you step on the throat, you crush it until they can't breathe anymore and you like, win the oh, game. Not anymore. Now if you hit a grand slam. Uh, you have to apologize. Pitch, you're a whiny little... You know, never mind. <laughs> that almost rhymed. If hey, hey, hey Craig, hey, Craig, this is uh, Parker Pierce from the We Like Sports Podcast. I got a question for you. My, my, my good friend and roommate is actually a card collector like you. He actually sells a lot at the flea market every every weekend. That's what no. he does. He collects cards and sells them. What are your thoughts on the brand new Andrew McCutcheon 2020 Philadelphia Phillies? I. Uh, card that came out with him looking like an absolute g so you know you, you got the uncle andrew card he's got the the, the pimp cup that he's holding on yep. to it's what he was on the pl so that that card is called a short print it's not the regular print of the card his regular card that he's still wearing the powder blue uniform but he's batting this is a short print they're harder to find so that's why the value went up now you're seeing that these cards have been out for a couple weeks and i, I think series two has been out for a month and a half now so people have found these cards more regularly so the price has started to plummet at okay. one point you could find one sell for 200 dollars immediately is that uh, kind of like the uh old school billy ripkin you know him holding the bat and it says ass face at the bottom of it is that kind of oh, like it, that one it, it's it says F face and now if you oh, want yeah, one of those cards, a, yeah. you can buy them for twenty eight bucks. They're not as expensive really? as they used to. Um, but yeah, it's it's instead of it being an error card, which that was since it had the F word on it, it's a uh, a short print version of a regular card. So collectors will try to find it. Gotcha. It's it's really smart for the companies to do because it makes you want to buy more, so you can get those to sell them. So overall, it increases their profit. And like I tell everybody who tries to get into collecting, remember like value is based off of what somebody's going to buy it for all the cards regardless of who it is it could be fernando tatis it could be john means from the freaking orioles it doesn't matter they're all made of the same cardboard <laughs> the consumer is going to buy what they want to buy it's their choice 
So if you want to put a Jordan Alvarez rookie card that you got that's a specialized card that's out of 10 online for $300, somebody wants to pay $300, they're going to do it. You're not wrong. You can charge whatever you want. If somebody doesn't buy it, then you maybe got to reevaluate and drop the price down. So, Greg, let me ask you this. I mean, obviously, like, I feel like everybody, at least in some point of their life, they're collecting some kind of cards. So, like, for example, I had the duo combination card of Robert Griffin III and Andrew Luck. They're rookie cards. That's one of them. I got a Ryan Merritt rookie card the year that he actually came in for the American League Championship (laughs) game against the Blue Jays. And I think a Mike Clevenger rookie card as well. About, and I mean, honestly, I can't even find him either. So I'm just looking for just like a ballpark idea, no pun intended, about like how much would that end up like costing now compared to back then? Because I think I got those probably for a combined like $15 altogether. Um, if Robert Griffin and Andrew Luck would have panned out, if Andrew Luck would have stayed healthy, like everyone thought, that probably would have been a lot of money. Damn. But the sad fact is both of them suffered for so many injuries and literally I think they got 14 body parts that are healthy combined between the two of them the card value I would say maybe right now eight bucks it depends on like the brand and and uh, make. the make uh, they're called parallels they'll have different outside casings on them um, if they're short printed Ryan Merritt as much as I think a lot of Indians lore that, that we love him for uh, his cards are probably as expensive as that fedora Parker's wearing. <laughs> so, you know, you're going to really need it. I mean, that's that's a personal collection thing, though. You Keep there. it for it because, like, I got guys that, uh, yes, like I, Eric Gagne. Everyone remembers Eric Gagne. Oh, yeah. But his, his cards really don't have a lot of value. My nickname when I was a pitcher was Gagne. I used to have that little goatee. Like, I collect them. It's not worth much, but that's something I like to have. So it's the same thing with Ryan Merritt. There are people who be like, oh, shit, I need a Ryan Merritt card, like, right now. And they're going to look for it on eBay or Mercari or any of these other sites and, and buy one up. But go on with what you were saying with what Greg said during the break while Parker was gone. Oh, he said your hat sucks. It was like at a dollar store. Oh, no, no, no. $42, actually. Whoa. $42. Whoa. Big spender right there. You Big spender. I'm living the life, like baby. Justin Timberlake's down on his luck. <laughs> hey, 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 Craig, Craig I, I have a question for you. I have a question yeah. for you real quick. Okay, so uh, this past Monday, my softball team actually <laughs> played in the uh, – it was a final game of the regular season. And if we won – the first game, we were uh, Division One uh, league champions, not counting the playoffs. And a friend, a friend on the team goes, "Hey, whoever's the MVP of the of the game today gets an exclusive prize." Well, myself won the MVP award. Of course. And <laughs> is there anybody else? No, there wasn't anybody else because I'm the best there is. The best there, we'll go without. No, I so anyway, that was Bret Hart. So anyway, on. the per- the gift that I received was a pack of Upper Deck 2000 print. It was the year 2000, Christina Aguilera uh, trading cards. Can you please tell me the value of what that is? I'm not kidding you when what I say What the hell about this man? What we're talking about right now he, makes you think that he could value Christina Aguilera cards. They were from Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm a genie in a bottle. I can do this. <laughs> exactly. 
I'm sure if you have the pack unopened, you'll get some value for it. My guess would be 99 cents. If you open them up. I, I, I looked it up online. I've, I've seen them in the 33 sec, or cent rack, but I heard if you get that actual holographic autograph card by Christina Aguilera, it is worth a fortune. Can you even say Christina Aguilera? Christina Aguilera. <laughs> what the hell? That, Christina Aguilera. I'm talking like that now. It could be. That, that's the thing about anyway, cards. It's anyway, like somebody's going to pay for what they want. Pay attention to the show next week because I'm going to open that pack live on the show next week. You, make sure you tag me and I'm going to watch. Absolutely. And if you get that hologram, I'll, I'll post it for you and I'll give you all the profit. All right. Sounds good. What the Christina Aguilera? Christina Aguilera? I don't know. Uh, we got be. some viewers commenting some ideas of basketball cards and baseball and football. Somebody asked, how much is a holographic Randy Johnson baseball card? Roughly. I mean, obviously, like you said, it's all your make and models and whatnot. But, like, what would be about the worth of that one? Along with somebody saying they have a Deion Sanders baseball card, is there any value to it? Uh, so it will depend on the, excuse me, the quality of the card still. Because, I mean, you're talking Deion Sanders baseball. Unless it's out of... Uh, would have been 2019 Gypsy Queen. That's the last time that they've had a Deion Sanders card come in for for uh, and that's only gonna be like a two buck card. It's not really anything special. Um, you find, like I said, find a collector for for Deion Sanders. There's people out there. If you want to sell it, post it. Granted, I, I think especially unless it's a Yankees card, Yankees people will buy a Yankees Deion card just because. Dion and it's the Yankees. Uh, if you're Cincinnati Reds, you could probably just take that and put it back in your pocket because no one wants to see it. The Randy Johnson card that uh, what she said. What, what was the year for that one? Uh, there is no year for the Randy Johnson one, but it was just the holographic make of it. So um, if they're older, it'll probably be upper deck. Maybe. That's before the license it's went to tops exclusively. Actually. From the 90s? That's yeah. So you're talking Mariner style Randy Johnson. Question with a 30 second delay. Oh, I forgot about that. So 90s I would Deion say, Sanders. And then the holographic up? Randy Johnson card. Uh, I would say Randy Johnson, holograph. I'm going to assume that's upper deck just because of the year. Tops really didn't have a lot for the early 2000s. Randy Johnson, hologram. That's three dollars and ninety nine cents. Wow. So, okay. Wow, all right, Craig. Awful. Craig, I I just took a uh, I just took a trip. I just said Craig. Greg. Greg. Uh, <laughs> Craig. You said Craig earlier. Hey, Greg. Greg. Greg, Greg. I apologize. Greg. I, I just I went to the Hall of Fame for drinking. I just went to the Hall of Fame with my father actually for the first time, and they made a big deal about the Joe Namath card. You know what? You know which card I'm talking about, right? Yep. What is that? Is that really like one of the greatest cards in sports history, or is the Pro Football Hall of Fame just making a thing about Joe Namath? So, uh, what you have to think about with a lot of these cards that are, you know, 60s, 70s, we can go back, you know, talk about like the old, like Mickey Mantle, the cigarette style cards that were the small ones that kids used to put in their bikes, folks, and ruined millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> but if they're keep of quality, and they're like a higher known, higher profile player. You're gonna look at edging, which is the sides, the corners and the facing. And then every one of them that are printed and cut, they're gonna have 
an area in which they are on the card. That's the centering. That's the most important thing. If the card's centered well and the edges are good, and you can send that in for grading, say Joe Namath gets like a PSA 7, which is, you know, it goes to 10, every 10, 9.5, 9 all the way down. You're talking a good couple hundred dollars because it's a card that is of value, that is older, that is now a really limited stock because not a lot of people held on to those cards. Like a, a good example, my buddy went into his attic. This was literally a month and a half ago because we were talking about collecting and selling cards because I grabbed a Lamar Jackson green hologram rookie card out of a pack that my wife got me at Walmart because she was trying to be nice because she was wrong about something and gave me the business, right? So she bought me this pack of cards, opened it up, $6 pack of cards, card in there is $247 without being graded. Sell that within maybe 15 minutes after I opened it. Just boom, because people are looking for that. So I tell my buddy about this. He goes in his attic and he goes, I wonder if these cards are worth anything and sends a picture and he has the 1987 Michael Jordan rookie card inside of a bag inside of a box that was just sitting in his attic for i don't know 30 years just hanging out sends it in for grading it got a four now granted four if you hear that out of 10 doesn't sound good it's what i would rate your hat so if you have that four out of ten (laughs) if you have that four out of ten it doesn't sound like it's going to be that great but if you get a very good, excellent condition for a four, given the fact that it's so old, it's all about like he did, it, right? It's all about the rating underneath. It's it, all about right? it. It's all about the fit. It's all about the exactly. fit. Exactly. The heck he took that in for grading. If, if you got a nine rating, it. I mean, hey, I mean, listen. I might wear a fedora to work now. I haven't. I haven't decided yet. I'm thinking well. about it. <laughs> but he sent that card in for grading. The card came back to him and got a four. Right now, Michael Jordan rookie cards that are PSA four go for twenty five hundred dollars. That card one. was in a box in his attic, and he goes, "Well, I have the rest of this set inside that rookie set." Is Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, both rookie cards. Now, granted, they don't have the value of a Michael Jordan. And after they had that documentary, the cards prices jumped, just like what happened with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. After that documentary, the card prices jumped. You have these cards sitting there. They're going to be only like $90, $100, but it's in a box. Hey. I always urge people, if you find old cards, take a look. You never know. You never know what you're going to find. I found a box in my attic the other day. It's I found a Ken Griffey Jr. 1990 like wall sticker. Didn't think it had any value. It's like $15, $20. Greg, I don't know how long I was in there. Greg, I, 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 have, a, I have a little series of questions for you because about a year and a half ago, uh, a guy I knew, he was the owner of a trucking company. He played golf with Jim Brown every Sunday. He was a really good friend of his. And I actually got probably about, it was probably about a six to $700 really nice frame piece of Jim Brown that I won just by answering a series of questions. So I wanna ask you the same series of questions. And, and then he's if, giving up the card. No, and I, would, I just wanna see if you would have earned what I won that day. Are you ready for these questions? Now, I will tell you this. Even though I'm an Ohio guy, Miami Dolphins fan, not a big Browns person. So the Browns question, I know, trust me, I see the face. Being a Miami Dolphins fan is just being like a Cleveland. It's Cleveland South. It's It's the same. No, 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 no. It's very very easy. Ready? Ready? When was the last time the Browns won an NFL championship? An NFL championship? They haven't. Yes, they have. It was 1964. That was before they became the NFL. That was AFC. We're talking. Are we talking Super Bowl era? Last time they won a championship. When was the last time they won a championship? 
It was the last time they won a championship was 1964. It was Super Bowl. Look, you're so dumb. Okay. You're making our internet screw up. All right. <laughs> Why don't you think about Second that? Second question. Who's the greatest running back of all time? Uh, depends what era. Just say Jim Brown. I mean, Brown. if you're going to be with, if you're <laughs> gonna be with say, Jim Brown, you're going to say Jim Brown. Brown. But if you're going to have to ask prompt him. Then here's, here's, here's the last question for you. What sport was Jim Brown better at than football? Lacrosse. He's the reason why I played. Exactly. That's how Do I, you know why he was here? Hold on, here, hold on, hold on. Jim Brown. Why was why was Jim Brown so effective at lacrosse? Why did they institute rules for lacrosse because of Jim Brown? That's my question for you. Uh, because, what did he do? Because he would just bully people. Uh, how did he bully people? That's 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 too broad. Ran him right over. What was he doing when he ran him over? He was uh, that. Using his stick. Using no what? Just knocking he him would off, knocking him off their ass. In the NFL, he was bashing people with a stick? Lacrosse. He's talking yeah. lacrosse. I thought, I thought he was talking about No, he's talking NFL. lacrosse. No, lacrosse. So, okay, so lacrosse, you have the ball, you're hooked, right? Usually when you run, you rotate. The reason why that is is because Jim Brown would scoop the ball, hold it to his chest, and run full speed through dumb people yep. all the way into, until he threw it in. So they're like, hey, we can't do that because if we get five more Jim Browns, nobody's going to play lacrosse anymore. Everyone's going to cry and go home. <laughs> That's great. Yep. So, so wait. Go on. How are you a Miami fan? <laughs> oh, okay. So really easy, e easy to answer. I don't think the first game I ever watched was Miami Dolphins versus New York Jets. My brother's a Jets fan. I refused to root for the New York Jets, and I became a Dolphins fan. That's a quick and simple. I mean, I guess I, I thought it was more of like an Ace Ventura type thing, but I figured you, you said it hard on Dan how Marino. Do you not like the Browns. Uh. Was, Okay, so I'm, I believe I'm a little bit older than all of you, I think, because I'm in my mid-30s. I don't know how old you are collectively. I'm 21. No, Keith is like okay. 38. So, okay, so I'm a little bit older. You know, obviously Fedora and I, we got something that are common. We're, we're kindred spirits here. Um, With Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura came out in the mid-90s. That was really, really popular. That almost made me stop being a Dolphins fan because everyone in my area started loving the Dolphins. Same reason why I wouldn't root for the Jets. I had one person in my house that I actually care about. That was like, I love the Jets. And I'm like, get out of here. Whoa. <laughs> everyone in your school doing that, being like, oh, Ace Ventura's hilarious. Let's talk with our button like the Dolphins. I'm like, Dan Marino deserves better. Get out. Lace so that's what out. ended up happening. Um, no, I just, it, Dolphins ended up being my team, and I've been disappointed with it ever since. It's pretty much, I feel how about the Dolphins, how my wife feels about me. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> All right, Greg, before we go to a break, we'll still have you stick around to talk about a little bit of the MLB, specifically like the Tatis-like scenario, then jump into the Indians. But right now, for any collector, what are your up-and-coming cards that you'd want to look at or keep an eye on or kind of pick in your back pocket? Uh, for baseball? Yeah, for baseball I would specifically. Take a look. Uh, baseball, take a look at Luis Robert. Uh, his cards jumped in value dramatically since the start of the season. His base rookie card, which is the one that comes in standard packs that you can find, uh, went from like eight bucks in, I believe it would have been the beginning of June, end of July, to now they're over 30 to $35 a piece. So you're gonna make $20 profit on. Um, if you're a collector in general, one thing you need to look for is NBA cards, uh, especially NBA Chronicles. That's a new box that came out. Uh, the markup value right now on NBA is through the roof. You can buy a box, it's called a blaster box, of NBA Chronicles for $21.48 at Walmart. Individually, those boxes on eBay sell for over $100. 
because they're so hard to find. That's how much demand NBA is in because if you open those packs, they're loaded with rookies. Uh, there's a brand called Luminance that comes through Panini. They're in there. You get a John Morant Panini Luminance rookie card. That's worth $100 on its own. So, you get anything with Zion. Of course, Zion's a hot topic right now. I pulled, a, 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 it's called a Phoenix Zion Williamson card, $50. I paid 21 for the box. Everything else I sell to that is profit. So, like, if you're going to go into something right now and you know NBA, buy NBA cards. That's that's where the money is. Big money. So I have a, I have a question. I am right now in talks with Tops to make a uh, sportscaster rookie card, and I think that they're going to be making a sportscast rookie card of me. And Peyton Hill is side by side. How much would that be worth, do you think? My, my rookie card, how much do you think that will be worth? Your rookie card? Now... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you're gonna have a defensive stance pose, like you're gonna be fielding a ball okay. instead of swinging. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say everyone who gets that card, you owe them eleven dollars. I owe. <laughs> now, what about somebody that's good looking with an awesome fedora? What would that be worth? Listen, if you had if you had a fedora on, you'd owe them thirteen fifty. Oh man! <laughs> All right, screw it. How much? Yeah. What my baseball Seriously, card? Seriously, no. Do I like? would say like you can get those cards made. You can sell them for a buck. You could probably you could make. And, and that's a, that's not bad. You, you can put them up for auction. Let people bid on it. See so how if I went on the corner and I just gave out my card uh, instead of anything else, I'd make a dollar. Yeah, probably. Hell yeah. After this, we'll be back with Greg talking baseball and the Indians. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back on the We Like Sports podcast. Stay tuned. If you're bored in the house and I'm in the house board, bored in the house and I'm in the house board, why not play with your balls? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your balls are smooth while you or your partner are playing with them. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving your balls thanks to their lawnmower 3.0. So a little side note, have you ever cut your balls while shaving them? I have and that is painful. I would not ever do that again and I would never shave my balls if it wasn't for Manscaped because once I started using Manscaped, I no longer had to worry about the bleeding anymore. Also, for any new subscribers, you end up getting replacement blades refilled for your lawnmower 3.0 trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not only one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the high-patented, high-performance, anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPORTSWITHAZ at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping at Manscaped. And use the code SPORTS. Make playing with your balls the best part of your day. Thanks, Manscaped. And welcome back to the We Like Sports Podcast with Peyton, Keith, myself, Parker Pierce, and we're joined by Greg. Also, big shout out to Dave Bonus, one six of the Dart Break Kids. Happy birthday, buddy. We're going to start talking with some MLB. And uh, Peyton, what do we have coming up for the MLB here? So we're going to be talking about Fernando Tatis hitting a grand slam on the 3-0 count, which apparently is extremely frowned upon. And obviously we'll play the video, and then from there we'll get our thoughts. Obviously Greg already gave a little bit of his input really quick. But here's the video. What are your guys' thoughts? I think, honestly, we're all around the same kind of idea. Because, I mean, it's baseball after all. It's not, it's not the minor leagues. It's not little league. 
there's a respect thing in softball, but I mean, people still run up the score in softball too. So yeah, what's when, it when, it, when it comes to softball and you're just whooping a team like my team, the money team would obviously do to your team. We would coming. just go base to base in this situation. But I'm sorry, you're in the MLB. You get yourself in this predicament. I'm sorry, Mark McGuire did not chase 61 for no reason to hit 73 or 70 home runs in a single season by by taking easy meatballs down the middle and just taking them. No, he swung for the fences on them. Take a look at this video. Tell us what you think. This is in oh. the air to right field. Back it goes. Nando has done it again. Fernando Tatis Jr. A grand slam. And the Padres go on top 14-3. to Two home runs, seven RBIs for Fernando Tatis Jr. I, I have I have one message and one message only to that relief pitcher in that situation. Look, you're trying to earn yourself a spot to take your team through the rest of the entire season to give yourself a chance to play in the playoffs. Look, if you want a spot on that roster, I have one thing and one only thing to say to you. Be better. You put yourself in that situation and you're going to leave a meatball right down the D, like belt high. Look, the dude stayed back on your pitch, took a nice ball, fastball, took it to right center, stayed back. That was a pure swing. It's not like he overpulled the ball, not like he was swinging for 450 feet. The dude made it by five rows. He hit it over the fence by five rows. That dude put a pure swing on the ball, stopped complaining. It's baseball. If you want a spot on the roster, be better. Keith, you want to go ahead and then I'll give Greg a shot and then I'll close it? I mean, I'll just be honest with you. Yeah, it's, it's Major League Baseball. We're done with it now. Like, if you're going to cry, so if you're going to cry every time. I mean, you and your guys, good friend Trevor Bauer actually agreed on something. We did. It was funny. We haven't been in a, tr in a Twitter battle lately, but it, I, I did. I agreed with him on this one because, you know, when you're at that level of the game and you're out there and you throw a three, it's 3 0, you're already down the count. If it's 3-0 pitch and you're going to pipe it down the middle like that, I'm swinging for the fences. I'm swinging. I'm, I am going to power swing it. I am going to try to hit it as hard as I can. It's about personal stats at that point. You need What is happening? You have a pen in your hand. It looks like you need to write something down or something. I don't know. I don't. you got a pen in your hand. I don't know what you're doing. All right, Greg, what are your thoughts? All right, so I'm going to come at this from two angles. So I'm going to come at it from the in-game perspective and then the league perspective, okay? So in-game, you got people who know that bullpens collapse. The Padres' bullpens this season has collapsed four times and given up big leads. You, a seven-run lead isn't safe, especially in Texas. The ball carries out there like a mother. And they got Joey Gallo, a guy who's hit balls 505 feet. You're going to trust that they don't get the bases loaded in some situation? Okay. We're going we're gonna to call a guy out for hitting a grand slam. Unwritten rules. I get it. There's 60 games this year. Each stat counts for 2.7 more times of a regular stat, especially for arbitration. So if you hit a home run that's a grand slam, that technically counts as 2.7 home runs and 10.8 RBIs for you to negotiate your ability to make money and provide for your family. So you're telling me that a guy shouldn't try to get 10.8 RBIs on a grand slam. So when he goes to the table and goes, this is my worth, they can what say no. You're not worth that much. It's wrong. So I think that if, if you're a player's player or you're a player's fan, that is, 
you respect the fact that the dude came out, balled out. He's leading in home runs, RBIs, runs, and stolen bases this year. If this was an average season, he's on pace for 77 home runs. And it's ridiculous. Mean, 198 and, RBIs. And also, also, Greg, how are you going to fault a guy when he just takes a pitch where it's hit? It's not like he was, like, yanking this thing down the left field line looking to hit it 450 feet. He just stayed on the ball. He purely put a swing on it to where it was pitched and took it to where it was pitched and just hit an opposite field home run. That's just a pure swing. I mean, honestly, the thing is, is that – there's unwritten rules. Let's be honest about it. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like this is so dumb that literally I'm happy with the fact that 99% of baseball, whether they're still currently playing or they're inactive this season, like Yoenis Cespedes ended up even saying like, "Don't, don't get down on yourself." Like that was you did the right thing. Trevor Bauer. Anybody in baseball had his back, and then the the te- the Texas Rangers end up coming back, and then they hit Machado and. Then there's an issue, but that's an unwritten rule too. Unwritten or not, if it's not in the rule book, who gives a shit? That's my opinion. But let's let's not forget the fact that uh, in 2014, in the eighth and ninth inning, the Texas Rangers scored 16 runs against the Baltimore Orioles. Yep. The eighth and ninth inning, they were already up 14 to three. So we're gonna chastise somebody who took you yard to extend a lead when their bullpen is hot garbage and make sure he could have a win for his team in a shortened season. And I also Shut want to up. say, if, and to be honest with you, Greg, if, if I'm the Texas Rangers, this is just almost like helping me decide who I want to have in the games. Because if you're going to bring in a guy that's just going to eat up innings but not produce, how's that going to make your team better? You want to bring in a guy that's going to eat up those garbage innings and produce so you can see if you can have a guy that can help you towards the end of the season when you're trying to make a playoff run. If you got a guy who's going to eat up these garbage innings and give up these grand slams, you put a go go ahead go in a three and zero count in a bases loaded situation. That's just helping the Texas Rangers realize this ain't their guy in the bullpen. I mean, look up the stat line. He walked he walked the guys before him. Right, like he wasn't fine in the zone. If you find a pitch in there, you hit it. I would always tell the kids that I would coach, especially when I was a pitching coach. If you don't want somebody to swing at three zero, don't get to three zero. Exactly. Yep, and that's what a lot of Johnny Bench, the. Former Reds catcher literally on Twitter said, so you can take a pitch, you're at three and one, then the pitcher comes back with a great setup pitch, full count, then you ground out into a double play. Everybody should hit 3-0. Grand slams are a huge stat. And then nobody would be talking about it if he grounded into a double play. I mean, you were saying, Greg, you were saying this guy is on pace to, you said if, if he was on pace for a full season to hit 77 home runs, this is the guy you want. This is the guy you want to give the green light to hit 3-0. This is not the guy you're giving a red light to take a pitch in this situation, no matter what it is. Definitely. The, the average MLB fan's age is 57 years old. Totally. That's, we're, if we're going to talk about Maybe. statistics, that's... That's reality. If you want to hit a younger generation, a guy who's barely old enough to drink legally, going out and showing out every single day is a guy you want to promote. And instead we chastise. And that's why the age will keep going up and we'll lose contact with the younger fans. And I mean, while we're on the topics, I know we're almost out of time here. We got about 10 more minutes or so left on the show. Definitely want to hit the Indians because... For one, previously last week, we kind of mentioned the fact with Mike Clevenger and his genius ideas and 
everything else involved. But now it's getting to the point that Heyman Plesak go to Detroit, get sent back to Lake County, and now, honestly, if Clevenger's off the team, I don't care. I'm cool with him leaving. Give me a bat. Clevenger is a veteran on the team and was a complete asshole for not saying what he wanted to say and actually voicing up saying, hey, Zach Plesak's my guy. I was hanging out with him. But instead, I'll shut my mouth and go back on a plane with a player that had leukemia last year. That's my thoughts on that. Um, let's face reality. Service time issues in Major League Baseball are wild. You only get a certain amount of time accrued for playing. The Indians did a smart thing by sending Clevenger and Plesak down. One, as you could tell, right now they're kind of clicking in the rotation. You have players like Logan Allen in waiting that get to come up. Adam Plutko is serviceable as a four or five. You keep them down, you extend their service time. So you can hold Plesak for another year. He learns a hard lesson for being an idiot this year. Way to go, dickhead. You get to miss the rest of the season. But we get you for an extra year. And then if we want to do that with Clevenger, we add a year. He'll be 30 next year. You ship him off at the deadline. Bye-bye. Like, that's your time and assets out of a bad situation, and that's what you need to do. They've been punished. They're going to Lake County. They get to hang out there for a little while. They keep them down. They get that service time. We get a trade, add more pieces. Parker, Keith, what are your thoughts on that? That's what the Indians are – I mean, unfortunately, this is an unfortunate situation just because of the whole COVID thing. But that is what the Indians are good at doing is taking certain pieces, trading them, building for the future. I think this is a good chance for them to actually get something out of Clevenger. And I I think Plesak still has a future with the Tribe. Clevenger, though, he's already – like you said, he's almost 30 years old. He's going to come up to that point where it's like, dude, you got a late start. You really messed up here, but we can still kind of find something to where we can get some value back for you. I think you're right. It's a good idea to keep him down, and we really don't need him for this this short uh, season that we have here. Here's something I would look at, too. We all know that Clevenger is a California guy. Watch out for a trade to an Oakland or a Los Angeles, either the Dodgers or the Angels, somewhere that they have outfielders. You could see a Brian Goodwin from the Angels come over to the Indians. You could see a guy like Chris Taylor who has positional versatility, but not a spot to play in the Dodgers except for utility role, come to the Indians. Because the Dodgers, Angels, out outside of Dylan Bundy, and of course the big ones that the Dodgers have, the Walker Buehlers, Kershaw, they need pitching. Those are, those are teams that are trying to make runs, especially the Dodgers. The Athletics are the hottest team in baseball right now. They have a pitching <laughs> surplus at that 24 to 25 year old bracket that don't have a lot of experience. Lazardo, Puck's injured, uh, Sean Manea, that's somebody who can come in there, help them out, and they have pieces in their outfield that they could trade back to Cleveland. Keith, what are your thoughts on the whole entire situation? I know this is going to be interesting. All right, so look, did they break protocol? Yeah, they should be punished for that. It's a, you know, do I believe COVID is as bad as it is? No. Do I think that we're going to do this every time there's a flu or pneumonia season? Evidently, I guess we should because that's about the same fatality rate. So the fact that all these people are upset about it, I understand that. Whether I believe it's that bad or not, the team has a protocol into play. They broke team rules. They knowingly broke team rules. There needs to be a punishment. It doesn't matter what the thing is. It doesn't matter how it was played played out or, or what the rule was holding in. It doesn't matter. 
The fact is, is that they willingly broke the rules of the team that were in play. And, and, and to top and it off, Clevenger let Plesak go back on his right. own. And that's what I mean. Like, it was a very, it's a very, I know both of them. That's the problem. I've, I I mean, we even had, Ple- I hate talking bad about Plesak because we had him on the show before. Sure. And now he's avoiding all media just because he's No, already- no, no, he is not. He is not. The Indians are shutting down all interviews. We yeah. had, I had an interview set up with, with Clevenger. I had an interview set up with Plezak. They are not allowed to do any interviews right now. So it's not them shutting it down. They're willing to talk about it, I'm sure. And right. both answers are going to be the same. The problem is is I don't care. take COVID out of the situation. I, I, don't, I don't care about that. The fact is they willingly broke protocol. They willingly went around the, uh, you know, behind the team's back. And right now you don't want a disturbance in the bullpen considering that's the hottest thing we have. Yeah. So they got people in the bullpen pissed off. You got fans pissed off. You got everybody pissed off at these two players because they willingly did something that was very asinine during this situation. Whether yeah. they took my mind frame and was like, I'm not going to get COVID. If I do get COVID, I'm an athlete. I'm going to survive it. Whatever. Doesn't matter. And then they didn't get it. That's another thing is they didn't get it. They did not get COVID. So, but the point is they broke the rules. And then he let the other guy take the fall for it. Yep. That, that's kind of a bitch thing to yeah. do. As being the veteran as well. Right, and there's right. just so many faulty things. Like, yeah. they're both good players. But then when you end up looking at it from the perspective, if you guys paid very slight attention to Carlos Santana's home run that won the game in the 10th inning, hit a, what was it, a three-run shot, and then hits another three-run shot today. They're up 3 nothing. Yeah. But after that home run, after the review, what was something that happened when they were going back in the dugout? They were all screaming and yelling and all pumped up and having fun. And why is that? What was that team morale like before it took something like that to happen? Sure. Is Clevenger <laughs> a good enough leader? Well, no, he's not a good he's, enough leader. No, he's, he's not, not a good leader. not But the I'm leader saying, if team, that, no. is he a cancer, though, no, on the counter? No, for that he's not a cancer. No, I'm sorry. You had extra inning, three-run home runs to give your lead. It doesn't matter who, who you have on the team. You could have Gary Sheffield just pump steroids. You could have Barry Bonds just pump steroids. All, all suspended. It doesn't about? matter. It doesn't matter who you have. Whatever cancer you have on the team, you hit something like that, you're going to be excited as a team. Well, no, no, like, right. But I think, like, the leaders of the team are is Lindor, Ramirez, Santana. Right. Those are leaders of the team. No pitcher. Kluber, I don't even think, was really a leader of the no. team. If he were, you know, back when he yeah, was. Yeah, he, he was, was an example. It. He was an example. Sure, he was a teammate. He was there, you know, he, he was our ace. But I don't think any pitcher is the leader of any team. I don't think Nolan Ryan was the, you know what I mean? Like, I think great pitchers, sure. But leaders of the team, no. Nah, not at all. And, and Clevenger knows that. And Plezak won't be a leader. He's a great athlete. Both of them are great athletes. Clevenger's struggling, though. You know, he really was. And, and that's the issue. They went behind the backs of teammates. They caused problems. I mean, Oliver Perez literally said well, that if they played, that's another bitch move, too, though. So they I, I got, well, But the only thing is, I got words for Perez. You're not going to throw – no, no. Just as much as they went behind the Indians' back, you don't have these players threatening that crap. You put an end to that now. Say, if you're going to opt out – of COVID, fine, whatever. But if you're going to opt out because you're pissed off at teammates, you're going to sit your ass down, I'm going to make you work double, and you're going to practice harder than anybody else. We're not doing this whiny baby go behind the back and throw your weight around. Pluko's not even a good enough pitcher to throw his weight around like that. You want to opt yourself out, get the hell out of my bullpen. Get the hell out of my rotation. If that's how you're going to be. His comment was just as bad as what they did. He's a jackass for even saying anything remotely close to that. I agree. Well, the last topic of the day, regarding the fact that Oscar Mercado 
is demoted in Lake County right now with the whole entire squad of double A, triple A, single A, whatever. But after batting a little bit above .100, got demoted, is that actually a good move or not? Because, I mean, honestly, if you're batting literally, I don't care how much you weigh, usually you're taught to bat your Mercado getting option, good move or not. Because usually you're told to bat your weight. Mercado is no way in hell a 110 bagel. Was Lublo sent down? Not yet. Not that's yet. the problem. Luplo, you send Luplo down before you send Mercado. Yes, you absolutely send Luplo down. Luplo is a rotational guy you only put against left-handed hitters. Luplo sucks. I hate him. Like, I don't like... Like, Luplo needs to go to the next game, and then we need to leave him there. <laughs> he doesn't get on the bus. He doesn't come back. He just stays wherever... I don't care if it's Texas Steakhouse. He stays there. He gets on the bus, we kick him out, and he doesn't come back. I hate him. He is horrible. You're going to option Mercado down before you're going to take him out? Are you serious? The man looks like he's lost at the plate. He doesn't know what he's doing. He sucks. Horrible. He was supposed to be great against left-handed hitters. The dude led the league against left-handed pitchers in home runs last year, and the guy has only faced left-handed pitchers this year, and he's batting below .50. He sucks. .050. Terrible. Greg, give us your thoughts, and then we'll wrap things up, and then plug you on whatever your social media you want to give up. Greg's going to take Luplo's cards and flush them down the toilet. That's what he's going to do. We'll find out. I'd have to have Luplo cards to flush them. But... (laughs) The reason why they sent down Mercado and they shouldn't have, you guys are both right, it's service time manipulation. Yeah. They don't have options on, on Liplo. They don't want to lose him and have him go to, like, get claimed by a Yankees and end up being a bomber and be a Mark Reynolds situation when we dropped him. And then, of course, he goes to Colorado and it's, like, 30 again. It's it's a crappy situation. Mercado's a better player. I mean, obviously, there's struggles. <sighs> It sucks. It just sucks. I like I like Oscar Mercado. So me too. He's a cool dude. I, I wish you'd be up. I think he's a good linchpin with that speed in the outfield, especially if you compare him with like a Naquin and um, a uh, Delano De Shields in the lineup. Even if they're in the lower end, that's a lot of speed, they're and that's something that we've lacked for a lot of years. And the thing is, Mercado is good in the field. So I'm really, you know, I get why they did it. It's exactly what you said. They don't want him to get picked up. They don't want stuff to happen. But at the same time, we're making some really asinine choices this year. I have faith in Tito. Like, you know, in Tito we trust. If he's there or not, though, it's very... Sandy's been controlling the reins a lot of the year this year. Well, the problem is, though, is that we're making dumb decisions. We're making very, like, like, like he just talked about Naquin. Dude, I don't have a problem with Naquin as as a as a part time player. As a part time player, he's fine. His claim to fame was was you know you say Naquin when he ran. We got yep. in the park. Yep. Great. He hasn't done anything like that since. He has not been a key player of the Indians. He's constantly hurt. Listen, we have a pocket full. We have a bag full of outfielders. It's time to start plucking these out of the bag, getting what we can for them, and figuring out how to keep the players we need to keep. Just get because the rotation going. Exactly. Don't have that in and out BS. But, Greg, as our time comes to a close, where can our fans find you on social media? And thank you once again for sticking around for two segments. It means a lot, man. Oh, no problem. Uh, the hell else was he TikTok, doing? Greg plays games. Uh, Twitch, Greg playing games. I'll probably be on tonight. Maybe do a little Fall Guys if you want to take a look. Uh, MLB The Show usually happens around 1 or 2 in the morning, so that's later for most people. Um, 
outside of that, I got an eBay store, GB House of Cards. You can find that there. I don't have anything up right now because I just started back to work with all this COVID nonsense. So uh, once I get a little bit of time, probably this weekend, I'll be posting some stuff for sale. Awesome. And on that note, make sure you catch the replay Thursday, 9 a.m. on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Anchor, as well as YouTube tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Also, our Twitters are scrolling at the bottom, at WeLikeSportsPC. That's with a Z, by the way. Make sure to catch us next Wednesday, 730 to 930, and we'll see you again. Stay safe and go Tribe.